Hello, listeners. Thank you for coming back. I'm so happy you're here. I'm Danny. This is the Ice Planet Podcast, the podcast where we read and discuss every book in Ruby Dixon's Ice Planet Barbarian series. This is episode nine, aka book nine. You know what? The numbers are a little sketchy at this point. I learned that in this episode. Barbarian's Heart, aka Stacy and Pashoff's book, aka the one with amnesia. I am all about it. I didn't realize how much I loved this trope until I read this book, and I am here for it. Give me the angst. Give me the suffering. I want all of it. This episode's guest is Aaron from the Heaving Bosoms podcast, which I'm sure many of you already know of. If you don't, is a podcast where two friends, Aaron and Melody, discuss romance novels, and they go through sort of plot by plot to discuss the... I don't know why I'm saying this. Erin is going to reintroduce herself all over again in the episode. So this is our second Erin on the series. I love that. I'm glad she's here because this is such auspicious timing. The Heaving Bosoms podcast actually re-released their episode of the of Barbarian's Mate, the book seven of the Ice Planet Barbarian series. It's probably one of my favorite episodes, along with the one um, Mastered by Her Mates. Classic. The, the wackier the stories they do, the more bonkers and off-the-wall books they do, the more I enjoy the episode. Like, all the episodes are pretty solid. They're all good. I love them. They're hilarious. But the wacky, bonkers ones are, like, an extra special treat. So I'm really glad Erin came on to discuss this book with me. Melody will be on later. She's coming up. She's, like, the next episode or the one after that. She's really close. So, yes, go check out if you haven't. I'm sure you have. If you haven't, please go check out their episode of Barbarian's Mate, a.k.a. Hayden, Hayden and Josie's book. There's not much else I have for you. I've been trying to keep these little intros short because, like, no one is here for the intro. I'm aware of that. Also, they're kind of a pain in the butt to record. I just sit here by myself talking to myself, and it's not that much fun. Of course, as always, feel free to send me your ice memes on Twitter. The podcast is at IcePlanetPod. Um... I've really been enjoying the interaction on there and I would love to have you. Lately, we've just been getting mad. Um, We've been getting mad about the covers lying, about the number of fingers these guys have. We've been getting mad at the Injustice Maddie face. We've been getting mad about what the tribe did to Harlow all over again. So, no, come on, come join us, be mad. If you're not on Twitter, first of all, well done. Second of all, you can also email the podcast at contact at iceplanetpod.com. It's been a lot of fun. I've been really loving hearing what you all have to say so you know join the join the tribe that's what we are we're a tribe i literally just came up with that i love it it's it's sticking it's staying um i don't make the rules we're a tribe now i've said it that's it i'm gonna end out on that note i'm really excited so tune in listen as aaron and i discuss barbarian's heart and be sure to stick around after the discussion to learn more about what's happening next week and next episode so that's all i got for you i am ending this on a high thank you and as always enjoy i'll see you at the end And I won't see you. I'll hear you. You'll hear me. Bye. Enjoy the episode. I'm going to stop. Yay. Okay. I'm really excited. Me too. Is this this your second time? Second book in the series? Or is it your... no, it's our second because we did book, what was the one, book seven? Six Is that the one Josie? you told us to read? Yeah, the one with Josie where she gets swallowed by the big bird. <laughs> She's so tiny.
Yeah, we did. Yes, very tiny. We did that one on our podcast at your recommendation. Because remember, I saw you at KissCon and you said, don't do the first book because of how heavy it is. You should do the seventh book. And so we took your advice and we loved it. And I'm glad that other. So I said that and then I felt bad. I was like, they should probably read the first one. But other people have been like, no, I tell people not to read the yeah. first one when I recommend it. So I it's feel, heavy. It's heavy. It's it's. There's too much rape. I can't. I can't. Too much. Like, <laughs> Any rape is too much rape. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yes. So, hi, Erin. Hey, Danny. <laughs> it's good to see you again. Good to see you. Um, you're here. I'm so glad. I feel like I've been harassing you and Mel- Melody to get you on the show. So I'm I glad feel we, like, like we got I've it. been very spacey to your harassing. Like, you'll send a message. I'm like, oh, right, 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 right. I got to get back to her. And then, like, a month will pass. <laughs> I didn't do and it's not out of like wanting to do this it's just you know it's everything so I feel um you weren't harassing me I just feel like a bad friend for not getting back to you well and I was working with like the heaving bosom like I didn't even contact you directly I was going through the podcast I don't have my own twitter so that's kind of yeah Mel does but I don't so um yeah that that works yeah yeah you know what that's probably better for you because yeah off topic. But anyway, let's pretend. <laughs> I did briefly, and I decided I didn't want it, so. The smart decision. I've been trying to rein back my social media, and it has not been going well. Um, let's pretend everyone listening to this doesn't know who you are. Okay. <laughs> Which I don't think is even <laughs> we'll feasibly see. possible. Um, I'm Aaron. I'm one half of the Heaving Bosoms podcast. I'm one bosom of that <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Um, and yeah, my friend Melody and I have this show where we recap, we recap scene by scene romance novels and, um, we, we spoil them, which I think is the thing that kind of sets us apart from everybody else is we just do a scene by scene breakdown of everything. And, um, we don't take ourselves very seriously and (laughs) often have to look up words and (laughs) figure out what time periods are. And that's kind of our thing. So, and only, rom- you said this already, never mind, I was going to say only romance, but you clearly already said that. I'm only romance, yeah. falling apart here. How long have you all been, how long has the podcast been going? We started in October of 2017, which is weird because we and the Wicked Wallflowers, I think that's it. Oh, and um, uh, Not Your Mom's Romance. Rinse, yes, I like them too. Podcast. All started kind of in the same month or two month period, I think. And so it was just kind of like this. It must have been in the air at the time because it <laughs> seemed like we all kind of started up. And then after that is kind of when this big explosion happened. Mm-hmm. So we, about two, a little over two years. Yeah, I'm grateful for it because now I have stuff to listen to at work, even though I always feel behind, like between you, Faded Mates, Wicked Wallflower. I'm never caught up on any one. No, neither. Someone has to suffer. No, for me to pick yeah, you up exactly. with someone else. Um, so now you're on this one. Yay. Yes. Um, this, <laughs> the Ice Planet podcast. I'm very excited. We're going to talk about Barbarian's Heart. That was mm-hmm. another thing. I forgot to check to make sure we read the right book. But I, yes, I we did. I hope. <laughs> the, I'm sure the outline would have been some sort of red flag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is Stacy's book. And I'm going to say it right at top. I am such a hoe for this trope that's the only way to say it i am a <laughs> what amnesia well i'm the for the i love you but you don't know or you love me but you forgot me trope like that whole oh. i love it it's there's suffering 
and there's angst, but mm-hmm. it's romance, so it's going to end happily. I'm here. I'm here for it. So this was this did that whole plot line. I think. I have a question well. for you. Did yes. did Stacy and Pashov have? Did we read about them earlier in the series? Because I've only read seven, and then this one. Like, have they already had a love story, or is this the first time we see them? This is like the first time they are their own hero and heroine because. Like, okay. In the very first book, there are there are a lot actually who sort of pair up really fast. They resonate mm-hmm. and they go together really fast. And I think because Georgie's in that one, or maybe it's Liz's, they talk about it, but mm-hmm. they don't. They do not get their own book. Okay. So right. they've always been together. She's like the tribe cook, but we mm-hmm. have not seen them together. <laughs> so, She's yeah. the tribe cook, yet she thinks if she puts a pelvis bone in the fire, that <laughs> that's going to be a real good, good skillet. Plate. I don't want to it's like why did it burn i don't know because it's a bone Stacey. but anyway all right we'll get there and you would think after how many years on this planet they know what boat burns and what yeah doesn't. exactly and the only thing they usually have is bones so surely she's tried that before you would think but Mm-mm. i wonder if that well i mean i can't go there now because it's destroyed but i wonder if the elder cave has like an actual oh i'm sure stove yeah. if it has a language zapping gun if mm-hmm. you have a stove, yeah. I so think I guess leaves have like a cook surface, like a flat something <laughs> that you could put onto a fire. Yeah. Oh, like yes. A, a sheet of metal. Yeah. A sheet of metal. That's what I mean. That you could put on a fire and like <laughs> like a griddle. A very low part. Yes. So now I have to ask you, do you know like how comfortable are you with like the ice planet barbarian world, the Ruby Dixie universe? I am comfortable in that I've... I've listened to your podcast for one through three, which at the time of recording are the ones that are out. And then I read seven and now here I am. So I feel like I, I feel like I get you know it. your way. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I know my way around a Metlac and, uh, and it clearly, <laughs> I, I, I get that the, an earthquake happened in the last yes. book. Yes. So okay. I, I feel like I'm set up. Okay, cool. Cause I didn't know if there are any other questions like this whole spur thing and resonance, like, I get I can... a spur. I understand what it is. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty to the point. Yeah. I don't mean for that to be a pun, but it is. Although I did figure out, when, after we read book seven, then I saw some like illustrations of these, like some fan art sort of things. And I didn't realize they had like multiple sets of arms. Okay, we okay. Two steps back. One, okay. I want to see this fan art because I am. Not... I will. I will find it. I will send it. Two. Yes, spinoff series. There that are <laughs> never mentioned in book seven or book ten that there are two sets of arms. That's a different <laughs> tribe. Spoiler oh, oh, alert. okay, okay. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no, backing you're down. Fine. I'm backing down. No, okay. you're fine because they are there, and I can understand if you did not, if you yeah. were not caught up and you saw blue aliens. Because I read the a... whole thing and I was like, these fuckers had four arms <laughs> the whole time, and it was never mentioned the things they could do with their multiple extra arms. Like that's crazy. <laughs> okay, I feel a lot better now. Yes. No. Ice Home takes everything, and and Ruby's like, I'm going to eleven. You've got ones with four arms. You've got ones that maybe part cat. Not entirely sure. You've got. <laughs> You've got a dragon, and then you've got some who just have bigger horns than usual, which yeah. I guess, you know, she ran out of, she, she you know, two out of three. So yeah, it's something someone's into. <laughs> of the I have seen the dragons, though. I saw, I've seen those covers hanging around. But. Yeah, one of them shows up in the Ice Home series. So that's that spinoff, which is like, I was trying to think, you know, like how Golden Girls spun off into Empty Nest, and I don't know why that's <laughs> my reference. <laughs> 
I do because it's a great reference. It's a perfect metaphor. Good that's, job. <laughs> that's all I got. So that's what it is. Are you going to do all those too, or are you just going to do this original set? I would love to because, but like, like, so I got to get through this first because it's been kind of like. I've learned Sorry. a lot. Didn't about, mean to stress you out. <laughs> no, I've learned a lot about like trying to do two podcasts at once and like yeah. balancing the workload. If I do do yeah. it, it's not going to be immediately after this one. I'd need yeah. like a recovery time. But I thought about it because again, they go up to 11 on everything. That's everything. Fun. Everything. So yeah, I guess Ruby learned on this series and she's like, oh, we're diving in. So, yeah. okay. So we're both caught up into the universe. Yes. Um, just as a quick recap from the previous book. So the previous book was Maddie and Hassan's, and basically Ruby ripped their world apart. Major earthquake, tribal caves are destroyed. Um, the whole tribe is homeless. Luckily, Maddie and Hassan go out one day and they find a completely abandoned village with toilets, <laughs> a longhouse, plumbing, uh-huh. I think. It's like ready-made to move in. It's like when you find a house and really all you need to do is paint it. Yeah. It's it's pretty great. So this book picks up with everyone getting ready to travel to the new home. But guys, if you're out in a survival situation, sorry, I'm taking over your podcast no. for a sec. But if you're in a survival situation, you're trying to find somewhere to shelter. Do not seek shelter in a crevasse. That's a bad <laughs> idea. You are going to drown in a flash flood. That is 100% going to happen to you. Maybe not in the winter like these guys, but like... Just so you know, crevasse, not a good idea. All right, moving I on. I do think they, it's funny enough, they get chased down there yeah. by some Metlocks. So Oh, okay, right. I will, doing this podcast, I have not realized how many like plot points are pushed forward mm-hmm. via Metlocks. Like they're oh, yeah. always there. It's like the Doisek Machina of this, this series. <laughs> Maybe Ruby will eventually do a Metlax series and we can see all them fall in love with each other in their gross, disgusting ways. <laughs> You know they're the people. You yeah. know they're the proto-people of this uh-huh. planet. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, like, I would read a Metlack book if I wouldn't have to worry about how stinky they were. But otherwise, uh. I, I would read a Metlack book. And they have to be terrible because we know that their sense of smell is kind of dulled. Mm-hmm. So for it to break through all that, like what the cooey uh-huh. is suppressing, it has to be ripe. <laughs> it has yeah. to be. So that's where we're at. So we have Stacy and Pashov. What did you think of them? I... I liked both Stacy and Pashov as <laughs> well, characters. Yeah. I like yeah. them. I, I think as a book, I think I liked book seven more than I liked this book because it just, it seemed like more happened. Like there was a lot more stuff going on. Which one, when you say seven, is oh, that- am I saying the wrong one? No, because I learned the other day that the that Amazon numbers them differently oh. than how some people number them. So is that, jo- you're talking about Josie's book, Josie. Right? Yeah, yeah, that the is one book that you seven, told me. According- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that one, you know, like they were on this journey and they like went to the saltwater thing and she got eaten by a bird and they discovered a <laughs> spaceship and like all kinds of shit happened in it's that adventurous. book. And this one was just like a more emotional plot, mm-hmm. um, which I, I liked, but I do think I liked the other one better. Yeah. It made putting this outline together kind of difficult because I was like, mm-hmm. nothing really happens. They are trapped. They're on a road trip. It's a road trip. It's the Ice yeah. Planet Barbarians road trip book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as close to we're getting to it. They're going to another cave and they move in. And that, for, in terms of plot, is all that happens. I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's very much an emotional journey. Pashov has 
suffered quite the head injury. Mm. One of his horns completely broken off, and he has forgotten his mate and his son. I love his little broken horn. I love that about Pashov, that one of his horns is broken off, and it's like... She had he's to got sand this, it. Yeah, and he's like, are you not going to be attracted to me anymore that my horn is half gone? And she's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about your horns. Um, I'm a human. But I just, I think it's so cute that he yeah. has this broken horn now. He's worried because one of the other ones, Rahash, also has a broken horn, and everyone just comments about how ugly he is. Yeah, but he's also ugly, I think. I think he's ugly regardless of the horn, right? I think he does have a lot of very bad scarring because of, oh. like, an accident. Well, now so, I feel yeah. like an asshole. Sorry. Well, he's fictional. But- <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> he's got other issues, I think, yeah. besides just the broken horn. Yeah, so it's just weird when you, like, read these. I don't know. I mean, I guess aliens can be self-conscious. I don't know why that always takes me. <laughs> throws me out like of course yeah and so stacy is i assume she's like 24 25 like the rest of them yeah. and she's she's a little tribe cook with her little mm-hmm. pan she has a son named pacey and mm-hmm. i'm so glad i did the audio because i didn't know if it was pacey or packy at first <laughs> yeah even, even though there's a why so pashup is also brother to like two of the other characters one who we've met saluk so mm. yeah i remember saluk yeah <laughs> so when the book picks off picks up we are traveling to the other cave and stacy is all by her little lonesome trying to pack up an entire sled i don't know what she's doing because she knows she can't drag that thing so it's kind of like child ask for help but she does for a while she does drag that thing for like a whole day does she yes the whole first day she drags that sled and like nearly dies because she's dragging the sled and fucking, I'm sorry. D- is it okay how much I'm cursing on your show? Oh, please. Okay. I, no, Dash please off, curse. He goes over and is like, can I help you? I would like to help you. And she's basically like, fuck off. Like multiple times, even though she's going to like die. I guess. Okay. So we've already started up how much I remember details. <laughs> no, I, I guess I thought she walked the whole first thing and that, um, Pashov like took the sled because he's like, well, I'm not gonna make you drag this sled. So he took the sled, but she walked the whole time with Pacey on her back, and she was really tired and oh, heavy from that. And then I the next day, that, he's like, okay. get on the damn sled. I thought she had like a small sled, like she had a little sled, but maybe that was just Pacey. She does have a very little because he comes over and she, he's like, why is your sled so small? And she gets very yes. offended. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm remembering, because I, I know she dragged something. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just stubborn. Like, Yeah, sh- she's kind of hard on him, too. Like, Yeah. Give the guy a break. He nearly died. He can't remember shit. He's trying to, like, he's approaching you to be, like, helpful. So he does ask, like, why is your sled so, so light? And she's all, mm-hmm. like, she takes it as a personal insult. No one's hunting for me. I don't have any of that extra shit. And she's, but he does, I think, after some point, he takes the sled and she just says, like, I'll walk. Yeah. Either way, they're heading out and she is exhausted by the end of the first day because she just refuses to to like accept this help. Right. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know. I, I just feel like a lot of the things in this book could be cleared up by talking, which is true in many romance novels, but I buy it a little more when one person is an alien. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I'm just like, just talk. Tell him, him why you're sad and tell her why you're confused. Like, it's not hard, guys. She yeah. does. They have like a whole bunch of miscommunications. One yeah. where he says like, it's odd to see their two features mixed together in this baby. And then she like practically snatches the baby's yeah. back. And I'm like, okay, come on. He didn't call the baby 
I don't know. I mean, yeah, she's like, he's not odd. He's <laughs> your baby. And he's like, yeah, I get it. I understand. I, what did I do? I don't understand. I think in their defense, she's afraid of like, I guess he's still healing. He's still sick. She's afraid of coming on too strong and being a nuisance. And he's afraid or he's worried because every time he talks to her, she gets mad and or upset and cries and storms off. So they're mm-hmm. both like, I don't know how to talk to this person. Yeah, so they're trying to avoid each other altogether. And maybe I don't know a lot about like cooey science, science of cooies, but I'm Coology. surprised that they were not like more gravitated toward each other be- because cooies. Because like I remember Josie and what's is was it Hayden? Hayden, Hayden, yeah. Hayden. I've decided, I've learned I don't know the proper. Place. <laughs> yeah. Um, they they were like they didn't like each other. Early she didn't like him, mm-hmm. but she was like magnetically pulled to him in a way that she like could not control. And I I wonder why why is why is it not the same for these guys just because he can't remember her? That's a good question. I think yeah. she's drawn to him definitely because she remembers. He and I don't know how much of it is we're supposed to be together so we're drawn to each other because we were previously mates and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they don't feel feel that like magnetism attraction i also Mm -hmm. wonder so this is going back to josie's how much how long were they like supposed to resonate before like how hard was that kui working to get that iud out (laughs) it was trying to send out signals and they were just weakened it was like a dampener so like some some signals are still getting out I, um, I don't know if you listened to our episode, but we laughed so hard at the idea that like the IUD came out and like made a little like noise. When it came out. We laughed for like 45 minutes straight in the podcast about the idea that it made a little gross little noise a little um, when it fell out and then like clanged onto the ground. Anyway, yeah, I'm sure it was working real hard. Yeah. So I always thought that that was sort of my theory with those two. I will say I don't remember that sound. I just remember, I think it was Melody. I don't sure doing the. (laughs) Well, and that's originally from our, um, gosh, what's that other book called? Oh, I'm mixing them up. It was, it was from the Gracie Goodwin one. Right, yeah, the Grace Goodwin, yeah, Grace, Grace or Gracie, I'm not sure, Goodwin book, but we still talked about it in the um, Ice Planet Barbarians book. Uh, that's the poop robot that eats. <laughs> anyway, okay. Back to this book. We're walking. We're walking. Yes. We're in the snow. We're real tired. So tired because she in the baby. I guess the baby's being okay. Um, <laughs> no, or is he being like noisy? I can't remember. I don't the baby remember. was. Listen, I will say this. I don't care about the children. Like I, <laughs> I don't either. High five. Yes, that's I why I haven't care. read any of the novellas because I'm like, mm-hmm. they feel like. Like, they're the epilogue with all the babies. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm good. However, I would read a Next Generation series. Oh, I have yeah, discovered 100%. that. Yeah. <laughs> Age all those characters up and give them their own series, and I'm there. So that night, they he, like, makes her her tent. Yes. And, like, has maybe made her, like, made her made her a tent before they even embarked, which I thought was really sweet. And he, like, does it up for her, and she, like, snuggles up in it. Which yeah, I thought was really nice, and he doesn't sleep with her that night. Not that night, yeah. He goes and snuggles up with his hunter friends. A lot of his motivation at this point seems to be like a sense of duty. Like, I have a mate. This is what you're supposed to do for a mate. Right. So I'm going to make her tent. I'm going to finally decide to pull her sled. I'm yeah. going to, like, make things easy on her, give her a ride. So, I mean, he's coming around. He just, 
Because I guess he's weirded out by the idea of having a mate completely that he forgets like, oh, I should be taking care of this woman. Well, and he's forgotten totally that humans are there and exist. So he's had to like figure out, okay, step one, there is humans here. (laughs) He's got a lot. Step two, I'm married to one. Step three, it's this one. Also, we have a baby. Like, it's a lot. That's a very valid point. It's been a, it's probably only been a few days since he lost his memory. Yeah, because I'm sure, I'm sure the earthquake wasn't long ago. They can't just like stay out in the open very long. It's like zero degrees no and they have all those women and children that need mm-hmm. to be kept warm so um that's a thing that kind of gets me where they t- they describe like the females need to be kept warm and i'm like uh-huh. they need everyone... to be covered in furs all the time i know and i know like females is just the word that we use in this book it just feels like they're talking about like a herd of cows or something yeah um so he the next day she lets him pull her on the thing and she curls yes, up in and she should, because yeah. she almost keeled over then there's just a lot of like her riding on the sled and him pulling it. Like not a lot. Not a lot of action. He does scare Mm -hmm. the hell out of her. And like, I couldn't figure out if this was an overreaction. Like he's pulling it past this really big ledge and she like freaks out. Yes. I don't know. I can't figure out because she describes it as a valley. I don't know. I'm not sure if it was an overreaction or not. Well, knowing these men, they probably would not willingly like dangle all of their families and a whole bunch of women over like this treacherous ledge of a cliff. And then when they show up at the village later, she's freaking out going down like the one rope. So I'm like, chick, relax. Like, is that what is that before or after they hook up? Which time? The very first time. There's a time where like he goes and like sleeps with she says it's cool to sleep with her in the tent because it's so cold, so they like share body heat. Uh-huh. And then like they straight up hook up and then it's like a big mistake. Yeah. That's the night of that's the night after. That's this. the night of the okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. So like that night she lets him stay with her because it's so cold and she snuggles up on him and like We might as well yeah. just jump to that because it's sorry, just a bunch. Sorry. No, you're fine because like it's just a bunch of walking in the snow <laughs> up until that point. Yeah, it really is. And he, but he's nice to her about her fear of heights. She's very like, this is irrational. And he's very like, it's okay. Sort of. It's it's nice. He was more understanding than I was. I got a little <laughs> annoyed at this point. Hard same. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times she's like, I'm not athletic. I'm sensitive to the cold. I can't hike around. I'm this, I'm that. And he's like, that's fine. I don't need that in a mate. I'm like, well, what yeah. do you need in a mate? Because you're in a very survivalist, like... <laughs> ice planet situation bro like, <laughs> we, we need some we got to bring some skills to the table yeah some minimum resilience would be <laughs> beneficial she keeps going on how for like the last two years she's just sat in that cave and i got like cabin fever just yeah. reading that line like not like, once doesn't go outside because it's like too cold for her because she's such a wimp and it's like <laughs> geez i will say ruby dixon in the author's note acknowledges she's like yeah she's not she's not a tough one our stacy but at the same time, even though, like, I wouldn't necessarily pick Stacy to be my mate, I don't think my cooey would sing to her. I was appreciative of how understanding um, Pashov was all yes. the time. Was just yes. like, that's fine. You're good. Yes. There's nothing wrong with you. It was nice. Yes. They're all very sweet. But yeah, so let's just get to the sex scene. Because yeah, let's get to that sex. <laughs> for the most part, that's the only big plot. They've been awkward 
for like the two days of the walking. They both all misunderstand each other. It's so cold. He sleeps with her in the cold. Yes. And I don't even know what leads to it. Like if like something has to lead, she's just feeling lonely. Yeah, I think I think it's just like she's she's snuggled up on his chest and she just wants to touch him because it's been so long. I mean, five days or something. It's been five whole days. <laughs> she's gotten to have sex with her mate. And yeah, it just it just yeah, kind of happens. And then like immediately after she starts crying and sobbing. And for it's so like, awkward. It's so weird. And for poor Pashoff, he's just lost his mental virginity because he's forgotten he was a virgin when he when he resonated with her. That's true. And so he, he's just like, fuck, yeah, like, this is great. I'm, I'm back in. And like, I know what sex feels like. And she's like, Ooh. she breaks down into tears. <laughs> shit. Um, it was sad. It was so awkward. and so uncomfortable. I will give her that. Like, I felt the tension in that tent because I was like, yes. get me out of this scene. And the reason why is I guess they have this quote unquote joke. Oh, I was going to get to that. Yes. <laughs> you know, like what passes for a joke on the ice planet is like a low threshold. Like <laughs> these guys, they've got a lot going for them, but like humor, like comedy is not one of them. <laughs> Except for when they don't mean to be and they just don't know what the fuck is going on. Right. That's like when great. they get words wrong. Like yeah. that's kind of fun. Um, But like after sex, he would grab her butt and say no tail. Because she doesn't have it. It's observational humor, you guys. I've got the feeling it wasn't even just after sex. It was pretty much any time. Like, I got the feeling it was this flirty thing he would do where he would grab her ass and be like, I still can't believe you have no tail. Right. And like, she loves loves this. Like, she misses (laughs) this. We hear about it. It's like the first thing she says she misses. It's the first thing. It's the last thing. It is the only thing. This is the same Pashov. Except for that he has forgotten this joke (laughs) where he grabs her butt and jiggles it and says no tail. Otherwise, there's nothing else that's like extremely different as far as I can tell. Yeah, he's forgotten some stuff personality wise, exactly the same, except that he doesn't grab her butt like in passing. Funny, quote unquote. Because he's never grabbed her butt. So I guess usually after sex, he does his his no tail joke. And since instead of that, he just like holds her close and spoons her. She's like, ooh, ooh, you forgot our joke. What a fucking asshole this guy is. (laughs) Exactly. How dare you, sir? We're being kind of hard on her. But also like. yeah. I, I wasn't a fan. Of, listen, I know couples, they all have their dumb little things. Mm-hmm. And this is their dumb little thing. And I'd be like, ooh, you two are made for each other because that would drive me up the fucking wall. What do, and if that was the only thing you ever said that was like lighthearted or if that was our only joke, that's the pinnacle of the joking, I would I would lose my mind, I think. Uh, and it just shows the cooey knows what it's doing. I guess, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if you had a partner that just grabbed your butt all the fucking time? Like, no matter what, like, you're cooking, and he comes up, and he's like, no tail, and you're like, yeah, I fucking know. Like, I'm doing laundry right now. Like, I am, like, hovering over this open flame with a bone, yeah. trying not to fall face forward in. I need you to... Uh, speaking of laundry... <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> can we talk briefly about the diaper situation on Ice Planet? I... I forget about it until it's like it comes up. It ha- it's got awful. 
There is a point where they have to stop just to like do laundry because they are going through the leather like toilet paper. Literally, because I guess that's what it is. How in the world they found stuff on this planet to replace every single thing except for like a spongy something to soak up baby shit and pee. These babies are just peeing and pooping in leather. 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 (laughs) They also use leather as washcloths. So like this, where's this absorbency coming from? Yeah, exactly. And like, I, I don't, and all these leather diapers are just like piling up. Where? On the sleds? Ew. (laughs) (laughs) They found soap berries. They found potatoes. They found eggs. They found everything they need, except for something more absorbent than leather. And, like, I had this thought the other day, like, they have big woolly-type sheep animals. Like, the Davisti are just described as woolly horses. Take that fur. Use that fur. Use that for why aren't we using this fur? Make some cable knit sweaters, like yeah. Apparently, they haven't learned how to like weave or knit. Ruby, make a weaver. <laughs> Have a weaver crash land. Someone who knows fibers, some fiber artist yeah. needs to. <laughs> so yeah, no, I can't. And then I think about that all the time. Like they're walking around in leather all the time. They're sweating in leather. Their babies uh-huh. are peeing and pooping in leather. First of all, how much leather is just floating around this tribe? Like yeah. Well, you, I talked for like probably 45 minutes on, apparently everything <laughs> takes 45 minutes on our episode about how like Josie kept talking about like how wet she was in the leather leggings and at one point reaches down, feels her wet, sweaty situation down there and then wipes her hand on Hayden's fur bed. I'm like, you are a terrorist. That is awful. Just be like, I'm so wet on somebody else's furs. Oh, Josie. Anyway, yeah, everybody's sweaty and gross all the time. Yes, yeah. And then now because they don't have like, I assume when they're in the caves, laundry's just going 24-7. Like like if you have a house full of little children, your washing machine is just going all the time. On this trip, they have to be stockpiling it because they do, I think, at one point stop. And, like, just have a laundry day. Yeah, because yeah, I think it's a like laundry day. Bechdahl's, like, the women are doing the lawn. lawn. It's written out the way the English words that the psych who don't know. Like, laundry. Yeah. yeah. Laundry. Yes. Yeah. So, so they have, I mean, I was trying to figure out, back to the sex, because I need to get over there. Sorry. He gets off really, <laughs> no, it's fine. He gets off really fast. And she's sort of like, she's like, well, I'll forgive him because she gets off really fast, too. Uh-huh. And I don't know why that mo- like that line sticks with me, but I can't get past it because I'm like, can you give the guy can't get a break? Yeah, <laughs> at any point. The poor guy book. has a has a TBI. Like he's trying to. <laughs> it's he's a, he's a mental virgin. Like yeah, just let, and sh- she gets off. It's not like she doesn't. Right, she gets off like I think either immediately right before or immediately after. So I mean, like he didn't <laughs> she's do like, anything wrong here. And I was like, you couldn't, like, Stacy, you got yours right. Like, let him give the guy. She's so hard on him. So, so he, she starts crying and he is, like, drained. Mm-hmm. And, like, he has his little, it's a popular highlight. I love the popular highlights because it, they help yes. me out. So he's like, I think this is now when he realizes he, he's not fucking up, but, like, his memory loss becomes more of a thing he wants to like he he realizes it's a problem he wants to actively Mm -hmm. resolve it because he has 
Her tears hurt me. They wound my heart. I want to be whole for her. I want to remember what I have lost. I want it so badly that my fists clench at my side and my entire body strains with frustration. And she's like actively crying on top of him. Uh-huh. And awful. I'm like, like, poor guy. Yeah. So he goes and sees the healer, right? He does. Yeah. <laughs> I liked this scene. <laughs> Healer's like, ah, I got better, better things to do. I got bigger fish to fry than your brain injury. Well, she's like, look, dude. I did all I could. I like, she nearly exhausted herself trying yeah. to save this man. She's like, I did what I could. And now you're coming back saying like, it wasn't enough. She's mm-hmm. like, I, I did what me and the coup did what we could. It's on you now, sir. Mm-hmm. She's a little bit like, you're a little ungrateful, Pesha. <laughs> Fair. But she also like at the end, of, he was like, well, couldn't you try a couple more things? And she's just like, I've got, I got real shit to do <laughs> over here that are like, as if, brain injuries are kind of like nah, that, that's just a brain thing i've got real like body stuff to deal with right now which i thought was kind of funny he's like oh okay well and like also i like i feel her because she's like because she puts her hands up and she he describes like feeling something i'm also holding my hands up i don't know why i have to do it too <laughs> oh he describes feeling something in his brain so she takes a look it's not like she's and she that was very true. concerned when he came by. She's like, does your head hurt? It's like yeah. he keeps insisting that she do more. And she's like, "I'm, sir, I can't. This is <laughs> it's all on you. The addition of sir in the situation is so, <laughs> sir. Excuse me. Like when people are like, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> like, sir, I have done everything I can for you. Okay. You would be dead if it wasn't for me. <laughs> because like, yeah, so... So, yeah, so he goes to the healer. I like Malek. She doesn't ever get a book. The, um, the healer? Yeah. Well, I mean, Ruby's still going, right? That is very true. Like, I thought about there are a whole bunch of other characters in the series who don't have books yet. Maybe healers don't mate. Do they mate? She has a mate. She's pregnant oh, in this book, oh, I think. Oh, she has mate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the next book is going to be, the next book is the first of two books where it's two alien couples. Oh. And it's it's interesting. Maybe so I'll like read on. You should. I think you should. Um so he decides he's going to try and I guess get his memory back. I don't know. Yeah. So like or is now this where he's he... decided he's going to get his memory back somehow. <laughs> does he do that or does this where he decides he's just going to straight up kidnap her? When does no, that decision well, hmm. get made? That's a little later, I think. I don't know. Let's just skip to it, though, because that's, like, the next big thing that happens, I think. Because they go back and forth, like, oh, I'm I'm screwing up. No, I'm screwing up. But it's just in their yeah. heads, and they're trying to figure out how to kind of make a connection to each other. But eventually, he goes and talks to Vectal. Vectal, yes. And it's like... I like how you said that, like, you weren't sure, and then I wasn't sure. I know sure. there's a V and a K involved yes. in it. Some Vectal. of these names, you just kind of... Because you've never heard them before. They're not Earth names. You just kind of skim over them, and then when you realize you're on a podcast and you have to say them out loud, you're like, mm, Hermione? Like, I, you know, like, I didn't... You heard those first three episodes. <laughs> I pronounced Sakwi incorrectly for the entire first episode. And I, I just, but... just, I was like, I'm not re-recording it. I'll just put it in editor's note. Yeah, that's real, though. That's how people read. I, I, I feel like you're everybody. Um, but yeah, so he goes and talks to him about, like... He wants to go to that hunter's love nest cave. Man, that cave. That special cave. I don't think it's the same cave every time. I just think it's like, take your mate somewhere and hide. But wasn't it like the cave that somebody else went to? Well, like, there's, they all, they're like caves hidden throughout the landscape of this place. <laughs> so, because no, no, that's wait, where wait, they, wait. 
Ra Rahosh 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 and Liz L E E Z H Liz yeah Liz, okay good Liz. that's how they pronounce Liz. So, so he's going to steal Stacy away so it says am I brave enough to steal my Stacy away like Rahosh did with Liz like Hassan tried when he stole Lila. Okay, yeah. so people are just stealing people away to random caves. Yes, it's like I thought this was all the same cave, and I'm like, damn, <laughs> this cave. You know, like what a love nest. Well, I mean, they've done it enough times that you're starting to think, yes, it's become almost a tradition. I think mm-hmm. Vectal at some book snarkily comments like it's become a tradition now when like the men want to resonate with the women, they like. Steal them away and hide away in a hunter cave. And poor Hassan in the last book, he tries it, doesn't take. So it's just you know, I think of it like uh like these aliens think like, oh, if you got a human mate, like you gotta take her to a cave or else it's not gonna like a separate special cave. Like these bitches love caves. Like I don't know. You gotta get your own cave. The legends if you're the only male around, she's yeah, gotta resonate yeah. in some Ex- Exactly. Point. Like You've got to take her on a cave camping trip or else it's never going to happen. Limit her options. Yes. Yeah. So he like decides he's going to kidnap. And I think does Vectal, he like, he's like, no at first. And he kind of talks him because he's not for it because he's really over this stealing lady shit. Like Mm -hmm. it's happening. (laughs) Well, his concern is the weather. And this is one of the issues I have with this book, not really having a plot. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I felt like there were plots that were kind of like set up and then like nothing they weren't actually, uh, uh, none of these things actually became conflicts. Like, Vectal's issue is that the brutal season is coming, which I guess is, like, more big winter. Yes, more it's the wintier winter. winter. The wintier winter. <laughs> and, you know, if he doesn't keep, stay with the group, he's going to get stuck in the super winter winter. <laughs> um, And so, like, there's some kind of, like, weatherman alien and he's like no super extra winter isn't going to come for another five days and so that's when he's like oh i'll go off to the cave so vectal's worried that they're going to get stuck in super extra winter so i assumed that super extra winter was going to get him and there was going to be some like big i don't know trouble and somebody's gonna have to rescue somebody or something i'm still stuck on weatherman sorry (laughs) is he not what is he? A meteorologist alien? Oh, something even funnier. He's he's kind of psychic. Oh, he's a right? psychic alien. Yes. That makes more sense. Like his kui, like so Malek's kui gives her the power to like heal his kui, sort of gives him the power to see future the future. But it's like a raven. It's like a that's so raven scenario. Oh. <laughs> Where he like see- zooms in with a bunch of circles in their eyeball. <laughs> I'm picturing that and loving it. It's like he gets snippets and he doesn't always know the context. So he's got to like figure it out. So also like charmed. Charmed slash that's so Raven. (laughs) The crossover. (laughs) Yeah. We never knew we wanted. Uh, But yeah, so he'll like sometimes. So I guess that's a valid point though. Like the weather, two two ways I'm kind of relieved because it feels like a cheap conflict. Yeah. Yeah. But this book does need, I don't hate this book, but as we kind of speed through talking about it, you realize there's not much happening right it's just them like we don't know each other we should get to know each other again i don't have my memory i guess i gotta remember things yeah um it's much more emotional plot than it is actual happenings mm-hmm. 
I don't even know what my original point was. <laughs> I was going to mix up. Oh, I'm glad she didn't go with the weather because it kind of just would have felt like something mm-hmm. like a cheap conflict with the brutal season. Because then they're stuck out there and we've been described. It's been described that the brutal season lasts like, I don't know how they do time, but it lasts like months. So mm-hmm. they would have been stuck there for a good long time and separated yeah. from everyone. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. know. I, I thought that that would be like they would get they the brutal season would come and then they would have to decide like whether to stay there for months or like do this journey in the brutal season and like mm-hmm. maybe die or like <laughs> um maybe yeah, probably definitely like, die yeah well we'll talk about the metlack in a bit but yeah <laughs> so he kidnaps her against her will no consent um well and it it's not like he snatches her he well, like she's really slow on the uptake. <laughs> Guys, she sleeps all day on this sled. She just curls up in those furs, and he carries the baby most of the time, and she just snoozes all day long. And then she wakes up at the end of the day and is like, I'm so tired. And he's like, it's okay, my mate. And then she snoozes all night, too. So she snoozes on the sled and then, like, wakes up and realizes that they're not where Where the group is. They're not Mm -hmm. where the group. Yeah. And she's rightfully very concerned about the situation. Yes. I was also going to say, you know what? I don't blame her for sleeping. Oh, no. I would sleep, too. I just feel like... If I were in that situation, give me a ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would totally sleep up in those furs. I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day when she's like, what a hard day for me. It's I know. It's so hard. I need to sleep. I'm just like, cool as Stacey. Like... Yeah. I think, like, she's not very resilient. And, like, mm-hmm. that... And, like, listen, you don't have to be, like... So Liz, who is Rahasha's mate, is, like held up as sort of the example is like the really resilient one she yeah. goes out and she hunts she goes back and forth and she travels around she's really like outdoorsy you don't have to be full out outdoorsy but i need her to be able to like she can walk to another cave if need <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i need her to be able to leave the cave yes like low low ex- and i know it's a dangerous ice planet but she's being like literally escorted by her own giant alien lover she should be able to handle it yeah yeah. So, but when so, they do get to this cave, she's really slow on catching on. Yeah, she's slow on catching on. But I am with her on how concerned she is because they're mm-hmm. separated from the group, which is danger times. And also brutal season is coming, which is also danger times. And then also Double danger. he is still injured. So like, what mm-hmm. if he's like, he's got a TBI. So what if his brain swells or something and he dies suddenly or whatever? And then what's she <sighs> going to do? That's very totally true. die. Yeah, so, her like, and her baby. I, I was a little nervous about her situation as well. So, yeah, and the baby. I forgot about that baby. Yeah. <laughs> I did forget about this baby. <laughs> I um, wish I could forget about this baby. I can't. I had this with another uh, episode, and I don't know if it's aired yet. I cannot figure out what they look like. Like, how the do the, the human and the alien oh, yeah. mix together? Like, are they just sort of lighter blue? But then you also have Tiffany, who's, like, black, so is she darker blue? And then there's different shades of blue within the alien. Are there horns? Where's the hair in this situation? Do they have four fingers or five? I I can't. I, I had not even considered what like different races of humans would look like <laughs> mixed in with the bait well i had i guess i hadn't even thought about what humans would look like mixed in with with blue alien babies and i kind of don't want to this is what happens when you read all <laughs> <laughs> oh man that is interesting i'd like to see that fan art 
Um, and like one of them has red hair. So I'm like, is there a blue alien with red, like a blue Ooh, alien yeah. baby with red hair? Uh-huh. Sorry. Um, I just, these are the things that keep me up at night now. <laughs> and like when I get people on to talk about it, I was like, can you help me? What do you think happened? Well, thank you. Now it'll haunt my nightmares as well. Uh, so yes, with the plot. So they've gotten their little cave. They get their cave. Yeah. At one point, she's like starts. She still hasn't caught on. He's like building a fire. He's hunting. She puts her things back on, and she's like, "We need to go catch up with the rest of them." He doesn't just tell her. Yeah. Or is this where he does finally tell her, like, "Look." We're- he tells her then, I think, after she like puts all her shit back on and is like, "I need. I'm going. I'm going to catch up with the group." And so she's cool with it too, and like but it does sound really. Like- He's still not like totally honest with her though, because he's like he says that they went to the cave. The reason why he took her to the cave is that she- he wants her to fall in love with him. But mm-hmm. like what he says is he took her to the cave because she's struggling so much with the cold and is so like such a wimp, and it pains him to see that. And he knows that she needs like a little break. Oh, which is I kind of bullshit, Kashov or Pashov. I I was not. Yeah, I guess I missed that. You know, and then he kind of later says, also, we can get to know each other, but he, he cloaks his primary reasoning in her needing a break from the cold. Cold. Yeah. Well, let me see. Yeah. Well, because I, well, I have this speech highlighted. So I guess I was like, I love, just kind of, I love like their big declarations of love. And so he's like, mm-hmm. he says, I feel my quee resonate to you. Every morning when I awaken, it sings the songs to yours. Every time you come close, it calls for you. It knows what I have forgotten, and it is time to stop ignoring what has happened. I am not whole. I am missing a vital part of who I am because I am missing you, Stacy. I want to get that back. Will you help me? So I thought he was sort of upfront. It's like memory boot camp, I thought. Mm-hmm. So. But then you go two pages before. And she says, why would you want us to be left behind? And he says, because you struggle in the cold and it causes me great pain to see it. He pulls Ah. the wrap off of his shoulders and dumps it over me, tucking it close like I'm a toddler because I cannot watch my mate suffer in the ice and snow one more day. And then they talk more and um, he, he says, she's like, you know, everybody else doesn't struggle. It's just me. So we should press on. And he says, I don't care if the other humans struggle. I care if you struggle. And then, you know, keeps so... He adds the other thing, the the beautiful speech of the declaration of my, my QE resonating and singing to you every morning. That's like an afterthought, which I thought was kind of bullshit, Pashov, but it was beautiful. <laughs> You're like, it's an excuse, but it's a beautiful excuse. Yeah, beautiful excuse. So whatever his reasonings, basically, I guess it's a little, it's a, a little of each. Definitely he started yeah. with the, yeah, you're just too weak to go on and I'm just sick of watching you struggle. Yeah, yeah. And so they kind of like just put her around these caves and again not much else happens he asked the story of what happened during their first resonance Uh um and she talks about like how scared she was on the Mm -hmm. planet and how blah 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 and then at one point he has her like sand down his broken horn yeah that's really i thought that was a very beautiful it was thing and she's like worried it's gonna hurt him and he wants his horn sanded down apparently i just love this horn thing (laughs) Um, he wants it sanded down because he's afraid that he's going to like cut her or Pacey with it. And then yeah, I was just like, because it's jagged, like it was just broken off. Those sharp angles everywhere. I bet. I thought that was really cool. And then it's the same like sharpening stone that they were using because he was sanding down some plates for her because she wants to make food and cook for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says like, "Hey, I'll go out." She says she needs like the space potatoes that they use to make. 
space latkes, I guess. <laughs> That's probably the best way to describe it, yes. I think it is. It's like a, like a meaty space latka. Yes. Right? Yeah. And they describe the, it's like a gnat potato is what they call. Right. Yeah. Like it's not hoth and it's not all the <laughs> other potato. things. Um, but yeah, so he's like, I'll go get this, I'll go get it. And I thought one of the sweetest lines in the book was when he says, I'm your maid, it's my duty to help you. And she's like, I don't like the thought of being a duty. And he says, it may be a duty, but it does not mean it is not a pleasure. I thought that was very sweet. Aww, that is a sweet one. I'm highlighting it. Thank you. <laughs> this is all I do I like the romances I just highlight the sweet things same, that I like same. yeah so and Ruby Dixon is good at it like she hasn't run out yet like I keep waiting for her to run out of like <laughs> super like, mushy the same thing yeah. yeah super mushy takes for these alien men to do and like she still she still got them um yeah. and they recall like his first flirting when he like threw a tongue at her what <laughs> <laughs> Was that supposed to be a kind of Linkus joke? Is yes. That... Okay. Well, but he thought that. So he thought his mindset was that he was taking. They'd already resonated, right? <laughs> I think. Or maybe not. Or maybe who's just wanting. I don't know. They happened so fast in the beginning that I honestly don't. But yes, go ahead. He was flirting with her either because they already resonated or because he liked her. Mm-hmm. And he pulled the tongue out of the Davizi. And was like, here you go, wink, wink. And she, he, his thought was, that's the best part of the Davizi. She's going to chow down and think I'm like pretty great hunter guy who gave her the best part. And she was like, oh my God, he's like winking at me and handing me a, a raw tongue. Is this like some kind of gross kind of lingus joke? Which I thought was great. I thought it was great too, but I was like, Stacy, that's a big leap. <laughs> It's a big leap. But also, like, can you imagine? Just (sighs) tongues. I know that's a thing people eat. I'm going to ignore it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, she stands it down. And then they still have not slept together since the the crying sex scene earlier. Right. So do they, like, I can't remember if this, like, do they heavy pet? Like, is there, there's a lot of heavy petting in. Yes, because, like. So at some point he goes, oh my gosh, it's set up like this big fucking mystery that we have to solve. He's going to the the cache where the the meat is and the meat is all gone mostly. Most of the meat is gone and he's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, who could possibly be taking this meat? Like a big who done it of the meat. There was so- a whole I only I make these faces cuz there's a whole plot line in the previous book where they sent Hassan out to like go get all the meat. Oh. So maybe he didn't hit this one or I don't know. We'll just pretend. I don't know. So he goes and there's like a lot of like slashies and the slashies mean that the meat or no, maybe there's like not enough slashies and the meat's gone. I don't know. The meat and the slashies do not line up and it's like dong dong mystery. And he brings back some meat and then they smoke all the meat and then she's like, I smell like meat smokes. I would like to bathe. And then bathing turns into kind of a that's yes a sex time, but she's so long journey, lots of walking, lots of leather, not a lot of breathable fabrics, lots of smoking meat. Yeah, she takes a bath out of her pouch, and then mm-hmm. he starts taking a bath, and she says, "Let me help you with that." And then she washes his shoulders, and then is like, "How about a beach?" And I do not feel oh. like his junk got washed before the beach. 
and it grossed me out. The end. That's all. <laughs> I just was like, oh, watch that first. Oh, I didn't put that together, and now I can't not think about it. Um, Maybe I'm wrong, but I, 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 from reading it, thought that she hadn't washed that part of him yet, and I was like, ooh. I'm reading, so she's, she's, I'm at the part where he's cleaning her, okay. blah, blah, and she's, she's a little hesitant at first, because she's like, I don't look like I did the first time you saw me naked, and oh, he's yeah. like, woman, I don't care, and though, so, then, I'm trying to get to it. I'm to- I love that she's like, oh my god, I've had this baby, and I have stretch marks, and he's like, what cool purple marks on her sides, <laughs> like, Guys, if you ever have a sexual relationship with an alien, please know that they don't know our conventions. Like, they're just going to think you're stripey. Like, they don't yeah. care about your stretch marks, these aliens. They don't know how how perky boobs are supposed to be. Maybe they think they should be longer. It's fine. It's fine. That's the, that's the beauty of alien that's the lovers. Beauty, the beauty of alien lovers is that they don't know what conventional beauty standards are on Earth. <laughs> Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I think teats because he does call boobs teats, and it grosses me out every time. There are the I hinted at this. The way words use boobs or teats, hair is mane, yeah. vaginas are always, 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 always cunts. Cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Babies are kids. Yeah, I don't know which one. There's one where a placenta is mentioned, and it's called a life meat. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy a that. life meat? I was yes. just about to say that the only, out of all of those, the only one that makes me, is teats, but life meat 100% makes me grossed out. It takes Oof. the new, it takes yeah. the new, yeah. Wait, okay, as you can tell, listen, I'm sorry, usually I'm better at the plot because it usually is more plot, but when it's really just them talking and having sex, it all kind of merges in my mind. There is one point where she gives him a blowjob and he's like, how did I forget this? Yes. And I did think that was kind of that whole, like, that was hilarious where well, he was and like. That's, yeah, that and that's kind of where she's like, oh, I now I this is actually kind of fun that he's lost his memories because I can like give him his first blowjob again and like wait figures out kissing and like all of this stuff. And then she kind of sees it as like a cool, fun project. Yeah, I do not. And I guess my brain is refusing to let me figure it out. I do not know whether or not he bathed before getting the blowjob. I will hopefully (laughs) because it's implied they just run around in loincloths. So hopefully the loincloth just kept everything well ventilated Uh and and it wasn't a problem (laughs) because I can't get past that now. I'm sorry. And maybe maybe she washed it real good and I just didn't. I just skimmed it. I don't know. Well, because I don't know if you've ever you haven't read the first one. And when he like it's a that's an issue in a lot of these books is just like filthy humans equally filthy aliens they have uh-huh. sex like they are not bothered in the slightest like at yeah. all and not just like a little dirty but like you've been trapped in a spaceship for two weeks and haven't bathed and are oh, going yeah. in a bucket dirty uh-huh yeah and i'm like it doesn't bring up anything they just right past it so i have confirmed okay <laughs> Do you remember me touching you? I asked him. The cloth hovering at his navel. So we've gone from shoulders, across chest, so going down. down to okay. navel. It's just hovering, though. He groans heavily. I wish. Then you don't remember all the times I touched you, dot, 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 like this? And then, I hope that's how she said it, too. And then with my free hand, so this is not the cloth hand, I drag it along the length of his cock. 
a breath hisses while you know they and then she goes from hj right to beach and that cloth never touches oh i know oh anyways well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm i'm glad we resolved that because it would have driven me crazy but i'm disappointed with the results let's just say that so. <laughs> fair enough okay <laughs> Um, but they so don't yes. have sex that night. I don't. Well, I mean, that they full have, on penetrative, yeah. yeah. Um, because yeah, I just, I just, I guess I was focused more on like just how hilarious it is that he's like lying back and he's like, "How the fuck did I forget about that?" <laughs> I liked it too. Um, so they like play house. That sounds really condescending. They hang out in this little hunter cave for a few more days. Yeah. She tells him she likes eggs. That's a and big that one. really disturbs him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the end of that. <laughs> plot point. Well, it pops back up later. It does. That's why I was like, we got to make sure we mention the eggs. <laughs> well, I feel like she didn't really sell eggs very well. No. Um, I love. I mean, that's an off-topic thing. She I love didn't eggs. Sell eggs very well. It's not like you're eating children. They're unfertilized. It's one fine. Of, one of my favorite parts, though, and she, he's like, "Why would you do that? You're eating children, and like, why? Why do you love the taste of unborn children so much? Like, he's very disturbed." And then he's like, well, I'm her mate. And he's like, would you like me to go get you some baby devices to eat? And she's like, no, I'm not a monster who just loves baby flesh. And he's like, well, that's what you said. So I don't know where to take this. It was he's like, I'm just working off what you tell me, sweetie. Yeah, exactly. I just love that he was willing to like go fetch babies for her to eat that's you know what that's really sweet it's really (laughs) twisted when he's like look at this woman wants to eat the children of creatures i will get her some children to eat yeah yeah even though i hate it and am repulsed by it yeah that's sweet so but so the next i guess actually plot point that happens is he's Mm -hmm. out hunting one day and she's alone in the cave with the baby that we keep forgetting about um when a metlek who is clearly starving with a baby, mm-hmm. I- I'm saying wanders in, but like comes into the cave. Right. And it freaks her out because she knows how unpredictable. They keep talking about how unpredictable and dangerous they are, but for the most part, they just sort of act like any other creature you would come across in the wild. Like yeah. if you harass it. Well, yeah. I mean, I say that, but then half this book is motivated by metlek attacks. So maybe they're onto something. I always imagine them as kind of like a big, like Wolverine style animal, like real fierce when it wants to be, but like not always or like yeah. a badger, you know, <laughs> that's a new take. Yeah. I like, I like hearing how people, especially since you've only read two of them. So uh-huh. I loved, I've loved how you refer to the brutal season. I love the weatherman. Like I'm here for all of it. So I really <laughs> like hearing how people imagine different aspects of this well, universe. That's what I imagine their temperament being. How I actually imagine a Metlac is this is a real deep cut reference. So I don't know if you're going to be able to follow me to this okay. place in my brain, but like the game Ski Free. Do you remember okay, Ski Free? I'm already lost. Yeah, I don't okay. know that one. Somebody out there is somebody out there. Hear my call. <laughs> Um, it was like a skiing game that you played on the computer with like just arrows and you were skiing down this hill and you just moved and got out of the way of trees. That does sound familiar. Yeah. And then even if you got to the end, even if you got, when you win ski free, you get to the bottom of the hill, a Yeti comes out and eats you. And then is like, <laughs> yay, I ate you. And that's what I imagine Metlax look like. Okay. So we're on the, ski free. S- we're on the same, cause I just picture an evil, I think I said the guy from Monsters, Inc., the evil uh-huh. monster yeah, that yeah, lives yeah. in the mountains. Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, him but, this, but evil. 
the the ski free yeti is first of all like four pixels and also um much skinnier <laughs> than the you know the yeti from uh monsters inc was a beefy guy he was he was built he worked out um <laughs> where's his book <laughs> i mean you already said you wanted a metlek book so we've already got the first character sort of yeah. drafted yeah um yeah so she breaks in whatever it is she's got a baby and the baby pacey's in one room and Stacy's like really worried about the Metlek getting into that room. So she's trying to use her body to shield it from getting yeah. all the way into the cave. Yeah. And she just feeds this Metlek. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves. Because I think she like feels some sort of, um, oh, the word just escaped me, but some sort of connection to it mm-hmm. as a mother. And so, and I think, is it supposed to be, it's the thing that stole all the meat. Like the Metleks are the ones yeah, that stole all what the a, meat. Yeah, what a big fucking mystery. <laughs> Yay, it was a, it was a Metlek. Like I thought it was going to be like a conspiracy, like a rival tribe or something. Nah. Or, or like maybe there's like another hunter, like, because I haven't read the other books, you know, maybe somebody else broke from the tribe and it's going to be that guy that's like living out here or something. No, it's just Metleks, like always. <laughs> and then when the Metlek comes, he's not even that scary. She just gives him some some meats and some she's food. like mm-hmm. all right i'm i'm on my way thanks thanks stacy and then she, metlock leaves like it's like, like peace nothing even happens yeah well because pashoff comes in and he wants to kill it yeah he's like things gotta die it's it's threatening my mate yeah and she like enough. talks him out yeah um i feel like there are so many other books that have like a more of a hint of conspiracy and mystery and i'm like oh you gotta read this one so no, um, Seven did. They found that other spaceship, and the, mm-hmm. that's when they figured out that Metlax didn't like fire, I think. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. They did, like, they a fire that. thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe that's just when Josie figured it out. I don't know. She um, does burn her hands. Yeah. Throwing that. that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So the Metlax is gone. And so he decides. He stays up all night because he is so... He's so bothered by the fact that the Metlek got in. She was at risk. She wasn't safe. And that's sort of like, because I think he, for a while, doesn't he entertain the thought of just staying out there for the entire brutal season? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't talk to her about it, but he does (laughs) think about it. Because he's like, this is going well. We're getting to know each other. The tribe isn't all on our back. But Mm -hmm. then that Metlek thing happens. He's like, no, it's not safe here. We have to go back. Yeah. Um, Lost it. Don't know what I was gonna say. Sorry. It's okay. It's just it feels weird. Oh. Like, go ahead. You don't have to raise your. Hand. I raised my hand. They did have sex though. At some point, I don't know if it was after the Metlack left or before, but they did have that sex. Was that the blowjob or did they have it again? No, they had another sex. I know they, they had, had another sex. They had sex when they were at the. They had you know all the way penetrative, spur in V sex. I know they did. <laughs> I don't think spur doesn't go in because I was thinking of saying P and V and then I was like but also P and S in V adjacent to V sex I swear Uh, they did somewhere I know they do at the end she's all mad oh I'm sorry Danny maybe no I think again because this book is really just more like hanging out Mm-hmm. and they do and having sex and they do that a lot in this book that you sort of mix up instances like is yeah. this when they had that sex or is it this other the, time after the beach she teaches them how to kiss and then they mm-hmm. do some kiss makes make outs and i thought one of those led to sex but maybe not yeah but anyway they're on their way they're going home yes or to new home to new home luckily ruby does it she just like it's a five days later scenario. five days later thank you girl thank you ruby 
Five she's, days later. She, I do like, she knows timing. She knows not yeah. to like drag the reader along on these like long excursions. If nothing's happened for the most part, nothing's happening. Um, so they get there and it is such a freaking hassle getting this woman into this gorge. <laughs> I mean, how does she fuck up this repelling? I read that 50 <laughs> times. So you guys, there's a ropes, there's ropes and you've got to repel down into the, the crevasse to your fully planned out and realized city that you found conveniently yes it says she like slips and then falls on her face or something like that she first she doesn't she tries to go and i don't think she can do it and then i think Mm -hmm. she does she slips and he has to like put her on his back and climb down for her and while doing that she doesn't sound like she's the best like I was about to say passenger. I don't know how else to make it, but it sounds like she's making it because like she's squeezing him. So mm-hmm. I imagine he's like can barely breathe climbing down. He must really love this woman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she slips and falls. But in her defense, I've repelled down some stuff before. I haven't. So I'm talking a lot of shit. Right it now. is really hard and it is really scary when you're repelling down and you know that like your own hands and your own like, if, if you're just, like, rappelling down, not on your own, like, weight, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you're just being lowered, whatever. But if it's, like, your hands that are repelling, like, Doing it's real scary. Because, like, what if you just, like, slip or whatever? Then you fall, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I, I'm sure it's terrible, but I feel like at one point after she got the ride, calm down. Mm-hmm. Like, she has an irrational fear of heights. I did not mean to come into this episode. I did not plan to come into this episode and just shit all over Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> she makes a great meat latka. And a really good, um, what's the other thing she makes? I don't pies? Know. Like little pies. meat pies? Cake. Yeah. She makes cake for the Which, ladies. I'm trying to figure out how that works. Because like she what ingredient, they don't have a lot of, fruit. they don't have a lot of like produce to work with besides yeah. the not potatoes. Yeah. Um, but I, how deep do you think this crevasse is? Because she, they got down it real fast. Well, so basically it opened up. The crevasse has so many mysteries. It sounds like it opened up as a result of the earthquake. And I'm like, so this fully planned city was under. So I don't, maybe it was hidden under ice because it could be like ice builds up and covers something that was previously exposed. And then the earthquake happened and re-exposed it. But um, they fall in the last book, they fall down like this cliff and it's a short little fall. But as they walk deeper, it gets further and further and further oh, underground okay. to the one point where I think Hassan says it's like six to seven like hunters tall mm-hmm. and they're already seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. So that's like 40 feet down into the earth. Okay. All right. Yeah. And it's so tall that snow doesn't come in really. Cause uh-huh. like, I guess one of the ledges is taller. So when it blows, it sort of what shields it. Perfect fucking thing. Um, <laughs> Are the are the mysteries of this city ever revealed? Like who lived there, what it is? Not explicitly. Hmm. I sort of think I know because it's related to the spinoff. So remember where you mentioned? I guess spoilers. I guess remember where you mentioned the four armed dudes. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the characters from the pre in the spinoff series mm-hmm. when they are looking around these homes in the last book. They note some wall paintings where there are four armed. She's like, oh, they look just like the Saqui, only they have four arms. Oh, ah. right, right, right. And I was in such awe of Ruby Dixon. I was like, she has been 
laying this down since book seven see when i so they do get down there and there's like little carvings in all the different houses and i thought it was like oh they have four arms just like you guys so it must have been a different like i read that differently because i thought these guys had four arms based on that fan art so that's good no. to know no, it confuses them. They're like, why did he? They look just like you, but they have four arms. They don't ask enough questions about that now that I think about it. Uh-huh. Like, if you knew these guys were not native to this planet, you know they got here because uh-huh. they crash landed on a ship right. and got stuck here. Right. And you see something that looks exactly like them, but with four but arms. With four arms. Yeah, I didn't and you're even like, think about how they crash landed. That wasn't even a thought I had. Man, yeah. you're right. And, like, and you never think, so there must be more. But we skipped over a very important part, which is when he was lowering her her down and she had her legs around his waist facing him. Uh He placed his hand upon her butt. And you know what he said? What did he say, Eric? No tail. (laughs) Oh, my God. Pashov is back. And it makes her little heart skip a beat. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't get his memories back. But finally, she can enjoy the humor of him gripping her ass and saying no tail i just i I feel so bad for hating on that but i'm just like no i feel i feel zero bad i i love these books i love ruby dixon i I want to be clear but that that little part was dumb as hell i'm sorry it just is i can't and i'm kind of glad for it because if it had been like if these books were in any way trying to take themselves too seriously oh yeah they would not be fun anymore so i will let that's what's fun about this crevasse that has like the that's like perfectly laid out town for exactly the number that they are it has like a side that keeps the snow out and whatever and i don't give a fuck i'm i'm glad they found it good job i don't it has heated floors it has heated (laughs) floors heated floors heated floors i don't have fucking heated floors which brings me to I'm sorry, this is a long episode for your show. No, it's fine. brings me to um, the the most unbelievable part of this book. Okay, let's hear with it. Because there's a lot. alien barbarians that can mate with humans. You, 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 there's a lot of problems. I'm Not problems, but unbelievable things. Yes. The most unbelievable shit in this book is that all your friends and their boyfriends went out ahead of you to a city and got to choose fucking houses and they left a good one for, for you and yeah no fucking way even if it was like my best friends in the world they'd be like we picked the great ones here's yours and it would be like the cold one on the outskirts and they'd be like sorry bitch you weren't here yeah josie runs up and she's like i got the one furthest away yeah I'm like, you were there how did you not get it There's that's a very no valid point Wait, this is important shit like I like my friends would save me like the last piece of cake or something, you know, like the, yeah. a low level. But this is like where you're going to live. This is like whether you have heated floors or not on the ice planet <laughs> or whether you have to walk a mile or 10 feet to the central fire on the ice planet. No fucking Or if you're way. near that, that drafty ass crevasse because like exactly. that wind is <laughs> blowing. <laughs> There's something that's so funny about a drafty ass crevasse. <laughs> I don't know what I should actually properly but call seriously, it. Seriously, some of these houses are draftier than the others because they've got the 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 shit that goes between the rocks that like makes it not. And mortar is like yeah, mortar. There you go. And hers is like perfect. Yeah, I, they were. I was like, you know what? That's how you know that 
this tribe is close and that they love each other because they oh, played yeah. that shit fair. Someone picked her out of house in her absence. Uh-huh. Cause you know, any other situation would be like, you know, it must be, pre- you must be present to yeah. pick. And honestly, like these girls, right. Did not know each other before they got like Mm-mm. spaceshiped out and, and dropped Mm-mm. here in the ice planet. So it's not like they were best friends before. So like their first, becoming friends was ice planet related like the idea that this didn't become like lord of the flies is insane to me that they all like each other like no one's like "Mm, that bitch no clicks none of that no clicks nothing they gave her the best warmest best nicest house house. yeah sisterhood i mean it's it's great incredible very incredible but i like meanwhile josie's next She's gonna get plucked out of that crevasse. Like I don't even know how to say the word anymore. So Skyclaw's gonna get too close and just pluck her out again. Well, yeah, and and she's like, I'm on the edge so that I can see uh, Hayden when he comes home from his hunts first. I'm like Josie. Like that's like I love five her. minutes of oh god. If you think I'm I hating on Stacy, I hated Josie. Hated her. I like Josie in other books. Like, she's a yeah. lot more fun. Yeah. I, I liked Josie in this book, what we saw of her. But, man, her book, I was just like, you are baby crazy and mean <laughs> as hell. I forgot. I forgot you did not like. Was it Melody who was Team Josie? I, she was more Team Josie. Than I, you were. That scene. I'm sorry. This isn't even this book. I'm just. Like, it's fine. Your whole it's Ice podcast. Planet. <laughs> when she left Hayden in that room remember when he locked himself in that room and he just like, like i could forget he just like kept splooging over and over all over his letter le- leathers and he was like fucking covered in semen just like banging on the door like please josie let me out because she- because he didn't kiss her or something she was mean as fuck <laughs> serious to be fair, he treated her like shit in all the other books Did before he? that. Oh, okay. That that's the not problem like is sh- not shit, but he was very brusque and very mm-hmm. like abrupt with her. And he's like, oh, this is the one again, this fucking one again. <laughs> so it's like, and that may be the reason why I was a little bit less sympathetic of Josie is that I hadn't yeah. read all the books leading up to it where he'd been mean, because her descriptions of how mean he had been in within book seven were not sufficient to me to justify the way she was treating him. So I'm like, right. he gave you a mean look sometimes? <laughs> That's not, like, justification for how mean you're being. Or laughing at him after he got shot. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> laughing at him after he got shot. I have so many feelings because that's the first one I ever read too. So I, I go back to Josie's book a lot uh-huh. when I compare it. Yeah, no, he... We we are off. I don't care. It's Ice Planet related, so it's fine. I don't care. It's fine. He, like, was, in all the books leading up to that, like, Hayden is kind of, like, the tribe asshole. Like, like he's, like, he's, like, I don't care about residents. He's, like, oh, get these, like, can we need to go? Get these women going. And, like, whenever uh, Josie's around, he's, like, well, well, she shut up. Like, he's Uh very, like. Because well, she's so talkative. Well, yeah. I don't, maybe I just didn't understand Josie because of like, if somebody was the tribe asshole, I would I would very much be like, but does he like me though? Like, <laughs> I, like I would be into it. You're like the second or third person. There's appeal because uh-huh. you're like the yeah. second or third guest host I've talked to who's like 
He's like, yeah, I would, I would love that. That would be uh-huh. me too. Uh-huh. But what if he was particularly, he was the asshole, but particularly an asshole with you, which is sort of what the Josie. It's more of a challenge, which is sad for who I am in my life, yeah. but it's true. We didn't talk about Beck a lot in this book. Um, I feel like Ruby had to like create some new character. Like she had the first batch of aliens. And then as we got along, like mm-hmm. some new aliens got added to the tribe who were not described in like the first book. And Beck is one of them, Beck and Taoshin, because Beck is such an asshole. There's a part where they're stopped to change a diaper on that cliff uh-huh. and he comes running up and he's like, what the fuck? What's the hold up? Can we go? <laughs> Can we go? Why are you here? And he's like, my mate's afraid of heights. And he's like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yes. And then he's like yelling and he's like constantly needling. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about the other hunters. Like, no, constantly harassing. Kind of, yeah, Herrick makes a joke about, like, hey, I'm gonna fuck your mate. <laughs> or he's like, remember where we shared her? And he yeah. Just... No, he says, do you remember when you shared your mate with me in your furs? I remember that. Because I was like, ugh, gross. Um, and Pashov is pissed about that joke he's... for the next month. Oh, for the rest of the book, he yeah. will not get over it. And then, but Beck is all, like, just... That's your mate. Why aren't you taking care of her? Nothing comes before a mate. Blah blah blah. And then Pashov says something like smart actly like, "What the fuck do you know about mates?" And you don't he gets have one. super offended because Beck had a pleasure mate who left oh. him. Oh, hmm. I love the term pleasure mate because he's okay. an asshole. <laughs> Wait, we have to. We have to. Okay, so. <laughs> they get down there. She's got yes. her house. They picked out a house for her and. Pashov, but Pashov mm-hmm. is like, no, I'm gonna go snuggle up with the hunters. Yeah, and this really pisses her off, makes her upset. But even it's a be- total misunderstanding. Yeah, because before that, he even says, "Let's go see your house," and yeah. she's like, "My house, not our house," because he wants, he still wants to give her space, and he's like, "If she invites me into the house, I will come, but I will not presume." Is how he sees it. Yeah, and then she's it- like, "He doesn't want to come into the house." It's just one of these like dumb miscommunications. Yeah. Just and ask then, him. Then he decides to go get. So I guess there's a flock of dirt beaks. <laughs> this is the first time they are seen in the whole series, by the way. Of course. So well, this is brand new. Brand new. There's a flock of dirt beaks. Not I'm... just like a flock. There's like apparently a wall. Like I just visualize a wall of like I imagine dirty nest. Similar to how puffins are. Like puffins will be on a whole wall like that, and there'll just be like tons of them on a cliff face. I got to go look up puffins now. Yeah. We'll just come up to Alaska. We'll go on a little adventure and check out some puffins. Puffins. Um, but yeah, they're just like all on a cliff face, like hundreds of them in their mm-hmm. in their shit nest because they nest in shit. Dung is used for everything on this planet. Which these aliens are real like, ooh, they nest in shit. Um, you went out there to get some fucking dirt beast what what dirt beak nests so that you could burn them in your houses yeah for to cook over so like don't be elitist about like who uses (laughs) shit for what because you use shit to cook so mm. it's the ice planet you're not above using shit yeah exactly like Like, jesus yes Um, and so he's like well they're there to get the the nest and he like decides this is the perfect opportunity to get some eggs for for What's her name? Stacy. I just forgot her damn name. Stacy. Stacy. And so he climbs up to get some and he like pretends to fall off the edge of this cliff and it I freaks Stacy the hell out. Saw this in your episode outline. I thought this was an accident. 
Oh. Was this, was, so this was definitely an intentional prank? He maybe, okay, maybe it's a little of both. Maybe he really did fall, but he wasn't hurt and he pretended to be more injured. But at some point it is like, cause he gets up and he's laughing and he's okay. like, oh, it's a joke. It's a prank. Ha ha ha. Did I make that up? Like sometimes I don't mean, he, just he did. He up. did get up laughing, but I thought he just thought it was fun. Like he was just like, oh, I felt like no big deal laughing. But maybe uh, if it was a prank, that is like a big hit on Pashov because like <laughs> she is real fragile and yeah. is always concerned about his health. And that was a that was a big asshole move, Pashov. Uh, well, maybe he didn't. I thought it was like. He fa- then he falls backward onto the canyon floor and I'm screaming. This is my worst nightmare come to life all over again. Uh, Farley, Herrick, and I all rush forward, but we won't be in time. Pashoff lands on his back with a sickening crash, then lies still. A sob escapes my throat and I fling myself to his side. Uh, his eyes are closed, his body's still, and my world feels like it's ending all over again. I grab the front of his tunic, shake him, terrified. Pashoff! He opens his eyes. Pashoff gives me a slow smile and cups my face, pulling my mouth in for a kiss. What the fuck? Uh, and then I rear back, both relieved and shocked, even as Farley and Herrick break into laughter. Pashoff grins, too. It is not so big a fall, he tells me. Yeah, I think Farley and uh, uh, what's Herrick, who else is there, are just making fun of her for being overdramatic about the situation. Okay, okay. So I completely misread that. <laughs> well, no, I, you may be right. I have no idea. But, like, I read it the other way. Um, but, man, if he intentionally did fell off that thing just to make, like, a joke... He's an asshole, and I am no longer supportive of this relationship. I think now that I read it and not reading it through that lens, I think maybe it was a real fall. It didn't hurt him as bad, and uh-huh. he and when she overreacts and comes over and like is shaking, he just kisses her, which yeah. is probably less of a jerky thing to do than pretending to fall off of a cliff. I think he he opens his eyes and he's happy to see her there, and he smiles and he kisses her. Okay, that's a much more generous reason or reading (laughs) than what I did where he intentionally threw himself off. Apparently I only read in like a mean-spirited way with regard to Stacey and not Pashoff. I am an equal opportunity asshole reader, it turns out. Um, (laughs) So, okay, I like that reading a lot better and I'm relieved. Yes, let's go with that. So she storms off and he chases after her. And like, they have like another little fight and this is where they have this discussion they should have had before. Right. About him going into her house and them loving each other. And they clear it up. And then that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Because at first I thought they resonated here, but they don't. It's in the epilogue. Yeah. Where his memories yes. are slowly coming back. Yeah. Um. Here's 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 the thing. I don't read epilogues, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just on principle. I do. I have a principle. I don't like epilogues. I feel like when... The book is over. It's over. And I don't want an epilogue. I don't want a novella. I don't want to. I don't care. When the book is done, it's done. I'm, I'm oh, done with it. I don't read missed, an epilogue. You missed a lot then. If it was she important, gets... it should have been the final chapter of the book. That's how I feel about an epilogue. So tell me all about it. I guess. <laughs> and the epilogue. They, um, so she builds her. He makes her a new plate, a new pan. Oh. They're, like, playing with Pacey, who's learning how to walk. He builds her a new pan so Uh that she can, like, cook again. Um, And then as as he's leaving, they start to resonate. And they don't have sex then, but, like, 
they're excited because she's like, oh, my family's coming back. It's growing. We're back together as a family. And that's really the end of it. The new pan and the residence are the the big okay. moments from yeah, the yeah, epilogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important stuff. The thing is, usually epilogues in traditional romance novels are like, and they had a baby, so their lives are complete. And I have a lot of resentment <laughs> toward that. I'm just like, can you just like let it let it be where it yeah. was? Like it doesn't. You don't need to have a baby for your life to be or your love to be complete with somebody. Anyway, I mean, I agree. Yeah. So I I don't know the difference between like. In terms of this book, like an epilogue versus just a last chapter. I mean, yeah. it does take place two months later. Maybe it's just like a shorthand for like a time jump. Yeah. So, so yeah, they're in their cave. They're going to have another baby, another resonance. I was going to, I was worried because almost every book has a resonance. So I was like, well, it's got to pop up at some point. And it did on page 299 so of a 300 page book. Did we resonate? So these, so when he loses his memory, has his Kui lost its memory? Like, cause I feel like it's already had been done resonated with her you know you can resonate more than once to a person oh oh i did not know that Hayden and josie have resonated like four times they have like (laughs) they have more kids than anybody else in this tribe yeah josie's fucking baby crazy she loves a baby yeah so anytime there's there has to be resonance for there to be a baby oh i didn't know that okay yeah okay cool yeah so it's like a situational i guess it's i don't i was about to say something with like fertile i don't know i don't know how that works okay I'm gonna so stay you out of resonate when it's like time to get it on and make a baby yes That's and you a, can resonate okay. multiple times now i don't know what would be weird is what happens if you resonate to one partner and then your queen like changes its mind <laughs> And as resonate to somebody See, else. I thought this was very faded mates. And then like the resonance was like the Kui choosing the other Kui. I didn't realize that. I mean, it is kind of that first time, yeah. but I didn't realize yeah. it. It was like a, it's kind of like heat or something. Like it's a cycle it goes through. Yeah. And I think it is. I think your resonance mate will always be your resonance mate. Like that's mm-hmm. who you resonate to all the time. I was just throwing that other hypothetical out there. Yeah. Just to be, be like interesting what if you got a wishy-washy cooey like it just doesn't yeah. know what it wants that would be really fun yeah. if like a cooey was just like nah never mind <laughs> that last baby was kind of funny looking we need to pick somebody <laughs> odd. else it looked odd didn't like <laughs> so yeah so that's that they are happily in their new home this was i mean yeah road trip book and not much happened not much happened but i did like it that's I good, think, yeah. I think I would like any Ruby Dixon book. I like how she writes, and I like how I like this world and how unapologetically oh, bonkers it is. It's so fun, yeah. yeah. We're like setting poop on fire for uh-huh, fuel, yeah. and it's just so convenient. Anytime there's a problem, there's something to like fix it immediately, and you don't like. I I just I love that it's in this other place where you can just like have a crevice that has like a total <laughs> fully town in it, and you don't have to worry about earth rules you know yeah was i saying crevasse i don't even know now it's crevice it's, that is I how you say it's it both things i think it's crevasse i think it's crevice i think it's both things i think i've said it both ways i don't know why i'm in podcasting because i can't say words it's truly <laughs> truly not my space. have you listened to our podcast it's rough <laughs> i didn't listen what was it croker and bush they were in like and i was like is that how you say it <laughs> And, but we live on the podcast I had to look up how to say it and what and I was trying to like read a beautiful passage out loud and then I was like oh that's a word I don't know so I'm I have to skip, skip it yep uh, so that's it that's Stacy and Pashoff it sounds like 
his memory, he still doesn't have all his memories back. They're just like slowly coming back, but it's not a big a deal because he loves her anyway, regardless mm-hmm. of his memories. So I also like that. I like that. When, I thought when he fell off of the dirt beak wall, he was going to get his memories back. Yeah. I'm glad it didn't do like the sitcom route where like yeah. it just takes another hit to the head. Yeah. I really thought that's where it was going and I was going to be fine with it because it's like campy and whatever, but yeah. I, I'm kind of glad that that's not the way she went. Yeah. So, so that's it. You have now read two. Woo. And I've picked both of them, which is just weird. Yeah. Uh, so you pick the, pick the next one for me too. <laughs> oh, Melody. I don't know. Maybe I'll leave this in. Maybe I'll cut it out. Melody's going to do Barbarian's Choice, mm-hmm. which is a whole new level of bonkers because. Yes. Good. She does a good bonkers. Yes. Because more aliens are coming. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So that's it. So, I mean, have you, you all have definitely read crazier. Like oh, the intergalactic, yeah. intergalactic yeah, bridles. The Interstellar Brides series by um, uh, Grace Goodwin, where like double penetration has to save the world. And usually like two people who are closely related to each other, twins, brothers, cousins, have to DPU and come at the same time in order for like some big plot point to happen. Um, How many so of those fine. have you read? I've read one. Melody okay. has read like 12. <laughs> she I read the- loves them, which is I fine. The- I mean, I read the one you all read uh-huh. and it was just cousins, which made me think I didn't realize it was brothers too. I don't. Yeah. Cousins we did a Patreon too close. about the other ones that she's read. She read one that was triplets oh my God. and all the How? triplets. There's three holes. <laughs> the triplets. <laughs> And the woman, the male triplets, and the woman all had to come at the same time to, like, make some big thing. Ha- I don't remember. To, to like, bond or to whatever. And so they kept having to be like, are you close? Are you close? Like the, it was, like, logistically difficult for them to all happen at the same time. The magic. timing of that just sounds like a headache. But also, at like, but also, Grace, I love you. Your books are outstanding. <laughs> Why do they have to be related, though? Why do they have to be triplets? Why, though? Why? Because it's rough for me. <laughs> it's rough that they're always related. Anyway. There's, there's, I only did the one, and I listened mm-hmm. to the episode you all brought up, and there were so many. Like, I couldn't get past, that. first of all, the butt vacuum, oh. the one alien who was assigned to the front, and the one alien who was assigned to the back. Yeah, there was a butt alien. The it, fact oh. that... They then had to, like, DP in front of a crowd who was yes. invited and might include your parents. Did I get that right? Always includes your parents. And it was a conflict in the book that his dad wasn't going to come. Attend. Attend. The, the show. Yeah, be careful with the word <laughs> yeah, come in this yeah, scenario. Yeah, he wasn't going to be an attendee <laughs> to the show where him and his cousin DP'd this Earth girl. Rough. It was. Ooh, it's a CIA agent. <laughs> Who was the worst federal agent ever? She was terrible at spying. She was terrible at the her job. Worst. Um, so yeah, we read that one. I mean, we've we've definitely read crazier. We've read several Chuck Tingle books. We've read <laughs> even some contemporaries that were, I think, crazier than than the Ice Planet. But and I, that's why for all the nutso stuff that happens in this one, it keeps the plot and everything relatively simple. It's just mm-hmm. like you crashed on a planet. And these aliens just want babies. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's a human woman who will give you a baby. Yeah. We're not trying to power 
<laughs> or whatever we were doing with timing yeah. to power a, a thing. Yeah. I read another one where they used sex. And I think it was also, a I don't know what it is with double penetration and energy output, but they used <laughs> sex to power a ship. Like they were traveling extra far. And uh-huh. so they had to all come together. And it, again, there was also, timing was a thing in that one too. Uh-huh. It was, I'm like, you know what? This is not a world I want to play in. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's somebody's no shame. Yes. And that's okay. Yes. I don't want to kink shame. I just I was like, there's too much happening in this book for me. Yeah. So thank you for reading Ice Planet Barbarians oh, and talking about it with me. Thank you for having me on. I'm so, I was so happy you let me be a part of this. Um, I can't believe I'm still doing it. Like, I was like, am I doing this? And yeah, I'm still doing, I'm still doing a podcast all about the Ice Planet Barbarians. I don't know if Ruby Dixon has discovered it yet. I hope she has. I, I hope she hope likes so. it. I hope so. All right. So what's left? What do we have to do? I think that's, yeah. that's pretty much it. We read it. We talked about <laughs> we <did> it. it. <laughs> we figured it out. Where can people find all the heaving bosoms things? Oh gosh, everywhere. Um, just Google heaving bosoms and you will find us. You will also find Sarah Wendell's Beyond Heaving Bosoms book, which is also great, but we have nothing to do with it. Um, we are at heaving underscore bo- bosoms on Twitter. We are at heaving bosoms on Instagram. We are heaving bosoms podcast at gmail.com, heaving bosoms podcast on Facebook heavingbosoms.com we have a patreon we have a merch page we have a reading challenge yeah let's be real you already know how to find heaving if you're listening I to this so. i don't know probably if you want to join our facebook group it's the best it's called the heaving bosoms geriatric friendship cult even if you don't listen to our podcast and you have no interest in it which is fine it's a really great place on the internet for romance lovers it so is I highly recommend our facebook group i was in there before i like quit facebook completely which has oh, been man. a thing. Come back. I know. I, I've quit six times um, <laughs> this year <laughs> a lot alone. Of people either weren't on Facebook or quit Facebook and made like a dummy profile just for the group. Ah, um, see, that's, that's a smart way to use social but, media. You know, maybe I, I can understand also not even wanting to engage with the group, which is totally fine. And your no, choice. I, I will co-sign. It is a pretty cool group. People share book recs and romance recs and life advice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of life advice too. I love it. So uh, I don't know if I'll, I won't include this if you don't want it. You're going to be at KissCon too, right? Oh yeah, Mel and I, I Mel and I are at right now is the plan for both of us to be at KissCon, and we're going to be on a panel. And, <gasps> you are? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a panel, and uh, what do you? What is your? Do you know your discussion? Your topic yet? Or are they yeah, just like? Yeah. No. We're, we're um, Jenny Norbeck and Sarah McLean. We're doing uh, like a podcast panel. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. that's I love it. So yeah, I'll be there too. You will? Yes. So I'll be back at KissCon. I love it. So I'm really excited. Okay. I haven't gotten my I'm transportation yet. It. Yeah. I haven't figured out how I'm going to get there yet. Well, I'll figure that out. So good. But I'm yeah. Excited. So that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yes. And then I guess just buy. I still don't know how to start or end these things. So no, we just we just say bye. Bye. Just, bye. Bye. <laughs> I don't know how I misinterpreted that ending so badly, but I'm so glad Aaron was there to correct me. I may pass off 
an even bigger asshole than he actually is, throwing himself off of a cliff after suffering a traumatic brain injury and memory loss just to give Stacy a scare. That'd be a really dick move, and I don't know where my headspace was when I read that interpretation, but I'm glad to have been corrected. If you couldn't tell through all my wheezy laughter, I had such fun recording this episode with Aaron. Next week, we are doing Barbarian's Hope with Andrea Martucci of the Shelf Love Podcast. I'm going to give a content warning now and again before next week's episode that Barbarian's Hope does deal, the storyline does deal with the loss of a child. I wanted to say it now to prep you for the episode and just in case you decided you wanted to read along or read ahead, you knew what was coming up. So it'll be a wonderful discussion, I'm sure, and I can't wait to share it with you all, my tribe. Um, That's it for this episode. I hope you all have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll speak with you all next episode. Bye!